Holy Ghost meetings in the evening. Have you ever been in a Holy Ghost meeting? Amen. My daddy always said the Holy Ghost can do more in five minutes than you could do in five years. Amen. Don't take long for the Holy Ghost to turn some things around. Amen. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit and um, Acts 3.19 describing what happened on the day of Pentecost. They call it times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. So he describes the day of Pentecost and he calls it times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. How many of you need some refreshing? So he said times of refreshing means fresh anointing, amen, fresh revelation, fresh vision, fresh times of refreshing. Notice where he said it comes from, from the presence of the Lord. How many like the presence of the Lord? Amen. Well, in his presence is fullness of joy. Amen. So we're going to look a little bit on the person, the work of the Holy Spirit and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the dad Hagen said that scripture the Lord gave him about the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. He said, so your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. And so there's a connection between the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. You could say the Holy Spirit likes to demonstrate. He likes to demonstrate in the seen what is happening in the unseen. He likes to even demonstrate some things that will be coming to pass in your life in the next three months or six months. The Holy Spirit likes to demonstrate and three main categories of the working of the Holy Spirit. One is revelation gifts. So whenever you're filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's working in your life, any one of the gifts of the Spirit could function at any time. So you've got three main categories, revelation gifts. Well, revelation gifts are very powerful because word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits or the operation of what's going on in the realm of the spirit and word of knowledge or word of wisdom, things that are happening, uh, the knowledge of what's happening that you would not know naturally. Word of wisdom, things that are coming to pass in the future. Amen. He can, uh, in those times, that revelation can come through a word or it can come through a vision or it can come through a dream uh, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Revelation gifts. Dad Hagen called it the spirit of seeing and knowing that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Amen. A lot of ways he'll do that. Revelation gifts. Uh, the second category of the gifts of the spirit are the utterance gifts, utterance gifts. And um, utterance gifts are diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. That's a little different than the regular gift of being filled with the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit. This is really for public assembly or for the body of Christ. So you'd have uh, diverse kinds of tongues and the interpretation of those tongues, which are the two gifts of the Spirit that are for this dispensation. In other words, all the other gifts of the Spirit were in operation in the Old Testament. The two designated for this dispensation would be diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy, prophecy which would be inspired utterance. In other words, more than just learning a lesson, the Holy Spirit will you begin to prophesy and actually um, 
Moses, you know, the Lord said, I wish all my kids would prophesy. So just because you prophesy doesn't mean you function in the office of a prophet. So anybody should prophesy. Every believer, when you're filled with the Spirit, you prophesy. Dad Hagen said, well, uh, he said, sometimes I would stay up all night prophesying in psalms or hymns or spiritual songs whenever I was going through a battle. So, you know, you may go through a few battles in your life, and so that inspired utterance coming in psalms, hymns, or spiritual songs. Amen? So that second category, which is utterance gifts. In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to show you something. The Holy Spirit won't say something. And then third is uh, miracles, which would be uh, power gifts. Power gifts of the Holy Spirit. One is the gift of faith. When you get so filled with the Holy Ghost, you couldn't doubt if you tried. Well, that's a good time, isn't it? Couldn't doubt if you tried. No fear, no doubt. Amen. The gift of faith and the gifts of healings. In other words, you can be healed by the word. Or Brother Hagin would say there's many ways you can receive healing. He said, but when the gift, gifts of healing is in operation or healing, he said, then that would be a special operation uh, concerning maybe special areas or different kinds of diseases even. And so the Holy Spirit can kick that gift in. Amen. And it's amazing. And the last one's called working of miracles. And it's amazing that any spirit-filled believer could have any of these nine gifts of the Spirit operate at any time. They're not just for church. All right, let's try that one more time. I said it could happen at any time to help you in any way you need help supernaturally when you are recognizing, yielded to, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. So he calls the demonstration of the Holy Spirit, and then he tells you a little bit about it. And then we had 15 years of those meetings because I followed Dad Hagen uh, as a spiritual father. My dad, of course, and Trina's dad were great influences, but Dad Hagen was more like a spiritual father to me since I was a teenager. So I followed him real close. And so I learned a lot about faith from him, about walking in love. But then the last 15 years of his life, he had what he called Holy Ghost meetings. He said, why do they have Holy Ghost meetings? He said, well, because the Lord told him. There is a move of the Holy Spirit that will be lost to this generation unless we are taught. Well, we don't want to lose any facet of the move of the Holy Spirit. In other words, churches nowadays have gotten so uh, orderly, so to speak, that they got everything, you know, 20-minute sermons, 30-minute sermons. And my dad said most churches wouldn't recognize the Holy Spirit if he walked in with a red hat on. Because they're too interested, you know, in getting their program finished, you know, and getting out. But it's an amazing thing that can happen in your life when you make room for the Holy Spirit. Boy, I feel like just slapping somebody right now. I said it's an amazing thing. <laughs> just a little touch, nothing, nothing vicious. Amen. Amazing things can happen in your life and started in my life when I was 17. Amazing visitations of the Spirit. Visitations with the Lord Jesus himself. When I was just 17. You say, why? Well, because he said, first of all, there must be the desire he said, matter of fact, that desire, desire the best gifts. And he says, covet the best gifts. <laughs> Smith Wigglesworth said, 
this is one area the Lord will allow you to covet. Let's try that again. In other words, when you covet from the Lord, you desire, you want more than anything uh, for the power of God and the work of God in your life, and you covet, you desire uh, a breakout of the supernatural, amen, to get you over into the realm of the Spirit so the Lord can use you supernaturally. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, my daddy always said it this way. He said, the Holy Spirit never comes on you to make you look good. All right, let's try that one more time. So you know what he's trying to say. He says he never comes on you for you to draw attention to yourself. But he always has a purpose when he comes upon you. And usually it's the same purpose in Luke chapter 4 when Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. That anointing I like what Oral Roberts said one time. He said, if you want to find the anointing, find someone who's hurting and help them. And you will find the anointing. Are y'all still here? In other, words, in other words, that's not just for you. That's for someone else. To anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel preach the deliverance of the captives, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, you've entered into a time, a season, when the favor of God is an amazing display. So as the Holy Spirit's upon you, amen, for like a year of jubilee, amen, the blessing of the Lord breaks out, and we are living in that time right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, to heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free. So the Holy Spirit comes upon you for a purpose, to say something, see something, do something, amen, and to magnify Jesus. All right, let's try this one more time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. And so the Holy Spirit, I like Smith Wigglesworth said it this way, the Holy Spirit, when he comes upon you, he has power over your mind or your intellect. Well, my daddy always said the Holy Spirit's a genius. If you listen to him, he'll make you look smart. So the Holy Spirit, like Wigglesworth said, he will think through your mind. Let's try that one more time. I, I know your mind has several levels of thinking, but if the Holy Spirit's thinking through your mind, you're like, that wasn't what I was thinking. That must have been what the Holy Spirit was thinking. You know, so the Holy Spirit will think through your mind, he said, and he will speak through your lips. Or he said he has power over your intellect, even though your natural intellect would be limited when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Man. Amen. You're at a tremendous advantage. Amen. So he will think through your mind. He will speak through your lips. Now listen close. He has power over your voice. So I like to say the Holy Spirit, when he speaks through your lips, power over your voice, he will take the whine out of your voice. He'll take the victim out of your voice. And he will put victory in your voice. So the Holy Spirit, thank God for the Holy Ghost, amen, that you yield to him. And he thinks through your mind, speaks through your lips. Listen now. And he magnifies Jesus. 
in a way that you never could without his help. In other words, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, let's just say it this way, you cannot be any closer to Jesus than you are yielded to the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right, let's try that. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. And you don't have to be no preacher. You don't have to be no apostle. You don't have to be no prophet. Come on, don't have to be a prophetess. Don't have to be a non-prophet. Come on. But <laughs> every believer can touch the realm of the supernatural. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God, I feel like laughing already. Amen. Every believer, come on, think about that. To make room for and yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Ephesians 5, 18, he says, do not be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with wine. Or he says, you know, you don't need to get intoxicated on wine. So he says this way, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You don't need wine, come on, marijuana, and all the different kinds of stuff to help you make it. If the Holy Spirit can't do it for you, you probably don't need it. In other words, the Holy Spirit, in the, be filled with the Spirit, and so when he says be filled with the Spirit, it literally means be being filled, or it means to be filled and filled again. So I want to ask you, when's the last time you were filled? <laughs> be filled, amen. That means, filled means more than you can contain. All right, let's try that one more time. I said more than you can contain and still be cute. In other words, you get filled with the Holy Ghost, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And so the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and he lives in you, and Jesus said he won't ever leave you. Matter of fact, Jesus said he's going to be in there forever. And Jesus seemed to be pretty happy about it. He said, I'm going to go away, but when the comforter, when the Holy Spirit comes, Man, he is going to take everything that is mine and show it to you. So other translations say he's going to take what is mine and communicate it to you. Come on, that means if you're a slow learner, the Holy Spirit will work with you until you get it. Don't look around right now. But I mean, if you're a slow learner, you're like, I'm not getting this, you know, the word. I'm not receiving it appropriately. The Holy Ghost will say, I'm going to communicate to you everything Christ is, what he's done for you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you understand it and receive it. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. So when I heard Dad Hagen say this, he said, he said, when I was on the bed of affliction, seven incurable diseases, and Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24 came to me about how faith operates, he said, that actually changed my life, those three scriptures, my favorite scriptures in the Bible. He said, but I was not just going over those scriptures, 
my spirit was in constant fellowship with the Spirit of God. All right, let's try that one more time. My spirit was in fellowship with the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. You take what is mine, show it to you, communicate it to you, or one translation says transmit it to you, or say it this way, the Holy Spirit takes what Christ has done for us and translates it into your personal experience. He makes it real in your personal experience. In other words, without the Holy Spirit, you can have a lot of Bible knowledge, head knowledge, and even have a lot of theology knowledge, but when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the whole thing just comes alive. That Jesus is alive and he is Lord. He's the same yesterday, today, as and forever. Amen. That means you one touch of the anointing will do the same thing in you tonight as it did 2,000 years ago when Jesus was walking here. Praise God. Praise God. I said, praise God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. He's moved in you forever. I wonder what that means. Well, one thing I thought was he must have seen your condition and said, I believe we're going to have to stand in forever. In other words, he didn't just come for the weekend. He didn't just come for a month. He said, I've been working them a while. I believe we'll have to stand in forever. So the Holy Spirit moved in you forever. Come on, you need to look in the mirror in the morning and say, Holy Ghost, I know you're in there. Don't act like you're not in there because I know you're in there. I know you're living in me right now, and you are the greater one that lives on the inside of me. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. So we are commanded by God. All right, let's try that. Amen, brother. That's really good preaching. Thank you. We are commanded by God to be filled and filled again with the Holy Ghost. And you cannot get filled with the Holy Ghost and remain the same. You're going to be changed. Your life's going to be changed. Your body's going to be changed. Your thinking's going to be changed. Come on. He opens up everything in the supernatural for you when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, each one of them had fire on their head. You cannot have fire on your head and act normal. I could just light your finger and you wouldn't act normal. But the Holy Ghost came on their head. Come on, he didn't come as jello. He came as fire, and each one of them had fire on their head. So there's 120, so it's not like, well, you're watching somebody else on fire. Everybody got on fire. Wouldn't that be something tonight if everybody got on fire? The anointing got on everybody's head. Man, everybody went out of place and said, oh, glory to God, I'm on fire. So on the day of Pentecost, fire came on their head. They not only spoke in a supernatural language, but they actually, people thought they were drunk. They thought they were intoxicated. I laugh at this all the time because Peter stood up to preach. Come on, this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. But I read that, so the Lord talks to me a little different than some people, I suppose. 
But I said, why is Peter preaching? I mean, you got 120 people there. Why is Peter preaching? He just denied the Lord three times. He shouldn't be preaching. There's other people there that are more qualified, you know. <laughs> Come on, he should be like in, in minister's recovery from depression because he actually wanted to kill himself. But when he got filled with the Holy Ghost, he stood up. And he never mentioned his failure. So the Lord told me, he said, if you get filled with the Holy Ghost, he'll make you forget your failures. So you get so filled with the Holy Ghost, you ain't looking back into what used to be and what used to happen. You're saying, I'm washed in the blood. Jesus is alive, and the Spirit of God lives on the inside of me. And Peter just stood up and started prophesying. Come on, you're one infilling of the Holy Ghost away from prophesying. Come on, all the way home, get up in the morning and say, I'd like to say a few things here. <laughs> and he said to men and to women, sons and daughters, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go back to Wigglesworth just for a second, because Wigglesworth raised 23 people from the dead. 23. I'm still working on my first one. So Wigglesworth said, we're commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit, and to the degree you fail of this, you're that far short of the plan of God for your life. All right, let's try this one more time. We're commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit, and to the degree that you fail of that, you're that far short of the plan of God for your life. All right, let's try this right now. Praise the Lord. In other words, God has a plan for your life that will blow your mind. Come on. You may not look like much right now, but I'm telling you, you follow the plan of God for your life, it will blow your mind. And you cannot do that naturally. You need the Holy Ghost to do that. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost to do that. Amen. Makes you lose your mind naturally. So a guy told me one time, he said, he said I, I like the way you preach. He said, but I'm afraid I'd lose my mind. I said, brother, if you knew how little you had to lose, you would let it go. In other words, come on, your little thinking and your little intellect, come on, and then yield to the Holy Ghost, be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the first step to following the plan of God for your life. Woo. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So again, here's what Wigglesworth said. Our only safeguard from dropping back to our natural mind from which we can receive nothing from God is to be filled and filled again with the Holy Ghost. Let's try it one more time. Our only safeguard. <laughs> Come on, because some people be filled on Sunday and by Tuesday you don't even recognize them. All right, so our only safeguard to keep us from dropping back to our natural mind how many of y'all ever drop back to your natural mind? How many ever seen anybody else do it? You'd rather talk about that. But anyway, so if you drop back to your natural mind, 
come on sense knowledge and natural reasoning, natural thinking. And he says, if you want to keep from dropping back to your natural mind, is you must be filled and filled again with the Holy Ghost. So these night meetings will be designed for you to get filled. You can start tonight, or we'll work at it again tomorrow night, or we'll work at it again on Tuesday night, and some of you might make it by Wednesday night. But you really don't have to wait another day, come on, not another hour. You can say, I want that, I want it. You can have as much of the supernatural as you want. Come on, you say, God, I desire, I even covet to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to be changed into another person. Woo, glory to God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Woo. So here's what Paul says about in Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, praise the Lord. Paul says, what is that, 3, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, those verses. Paul said this, I am praying for you. We know Ephesians 1 prayer, phenomenal. But the Ephesians 3 prayer, Paul said, I'm praying for you that you would be strengthened with mighty power by the Holy Spirit in your inner man. So so some of you got, you know, you're cute on the outside, but God said, I need to work with your inner man. He says that you would be strengthened. So this is Paul's prayer for every believer. So it's not just a one-time occasion, but the Holy Spirit strengthen your inner man according to the riches of the glory of God, and God would do a work in your inner man, in your spirit, by the Holy Spirit. One translation says that he would give you the power to win by his spirit in your spirit. Praise God. I don't know about you. I just like winning. Amen. I said, I like winning. I hate losing, man. I'm telling you, come on, I hate losing. I'm not even a good sport. I'm telling you, when I hate losing, that means I'm going to learn and find out a way to win in this situation. Come on. And the devil wants to make it look like you're a loser and you're losing in this area, that area. But God literally wants you to win in your spirit, win in your mind, win in your soul, win in your emotions, win in your body, win in your marriage, win in your family, win in your children. Win. Come on, we're on the winning side here, baby. We got, we got the triumph of Christ, the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. in your finances. <laughs> so this, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with mighty power by his spirit in your inner man. I wish you would pray that every day this week. Father God, I'm asking you, praise the Lord. Come on, we know you're saved. We know you're filled with the Holy Ghost. But Father God, I'm asking you, that you would grant me, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened in my inner man. One translation, an infusion of strength in your inner man. Come on, when your inner man is strong, 
The devil has no chance at controlling you. Your flesh can't control you. Come on, your feelings can't control you. People's opinions can't control you. Come on, but when you're spiritually depleted is when you get defeated. So he said, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would strengthen my inner man with mighty power. So he's not talking about a, a little, little, little bit of this, a little bit of that. He's talking about, bam, the power of God to hit your spirit. You get a little wild-eyed look on your face. It's like, you'd be like David when he said, the Lord will light my candle. He's talking about your inner man. He'll light my candle, then I'll run through a troop, I'll jump over a wall, I'll chase the enemy down, I'll trample them underneath my feet. In other words, when you get tired of the devil limiting your life, you say, I'm going to get my spirit lit by the Holy Ghost. He's going to change my voice, change the way I think. I'm going to run through a troop. I'm going to jump over a wall. I'm going to chase the enemy down, trample him underneath my feet, and he will never get up again. Woo, come on, I'm expecting you to get lit. I'm expecting you to get lit by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ha-ha! Woo, that means whatever limited your life, he said you'll run through the troop, jump over the wall. New territory now. Come on, every time the devil says you can't do this and you can't do that, you say, wait till I get lit and we'll, re we'll discuss this again after I get lit because when I get filled with the Holy Ghost, that changes everything. Changes the way I see myself. Okay, praise the Lord. Let me finish that and then I'll go to something else. I'm, we're just going to take a little bit every night. Father God, I'm asking you, come on, that you would grant me according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with mighty power by the Holy Spirit himself in my inner man, that Christ would dwell in my heart by faith. Let's try it one more time. Amen, that Christ, the anointed one, I become conscious that he's on the inside of me, his life is in me, that Christ would dwell in my heart by faith, Praise the Lord. That I'm being rooted and grounded in love. Come on, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You can love everybody. Come on, everybody looks different when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You're like, oh, I didn't like you too much, but when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I love you. All right. So you, you, you know the love of Christ. Amen. The length, the depth, the breadth, and the height. In other words, you become conscious of God's love for you, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. You're conscious of the love of God for you. The Father's care for you. And that love makes you free from fear. You have no fear. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. The love of Christ. Length of death, the breath, and the height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. You'll never get to the end of it. That you might be, come on, y'all ready? Filled with all the fullness of God. Woo, come on, you ought to open your mouth wide and say, I'm, I'm going to be filled tonight. Come on, that I might be filled with all the fullness of God, everything that's in God, and filled with the Spirit of God, and the same life that's in God, same love that's in God, 
same joy that's in God. Fill with all. Woo. Wait, wait, we got to hit verse 20 before I go to the next place. Now unto him. Well, people quote verse 20, but they forget the verses ahead of that. In other words, when you're yielded to and filled with the Spirit of God, now unto him who is able to do what? Exceeding, abundantly, above all, you can ask more than you can even think according to his power that works on the inside of you. Go ahead and laugh about that. Say, ha, ha. Woo, come on. When I yielded to the Holy Ghost, got filled with the Holy Ghost, now unto him he will do beyond what I can even think, more than I can imagine. His power is working. Let's try it again. His power, his ability is working on my case. And the Holy Ghost is an advocate who has never lost a case. How many glad he's working on your case right now, every situation in your life. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. He's working on my case. Ha, ha, ha. All right, now go to John chapter 7 real quickly here. Praise the Lord. Woo, I can't wait till tomorrow night already. What time is it? All right, I won't keep you too long. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. All right, now let's see what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit because Jesus said a lot about him. Amen. Here's the way Dad Hagen said it. He said, the world needs to be taught to receive Jesus, but the church needs to be taught to receive the Holy Spirit. Let's try this because, you know, church, you already received Jesus, right? You made Jesus your Lord. He said, the church needs to be taught how to recognize, make room for, and yield to the Holy Ghost. Well, not just the church. Recognize him every day, Holy Ghost. All right, so here's what Jesus said, John 7, 37 through 39. So it said, Jesus stood up and hollered. So we know Jesus was a teacher, but apparently he did holler sometimes. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we're in John, uh, John 7, 37. Jesus stood up and hollered. How many of y'all like to have been there? Well, you can check out the video when you get to heaven. <laughs> Jesus stood up and hollered. What did he say? If any. <laughs> He's hollering right now, you know, kind of messing up their services. They got everything down, what they're doing. And Jesus stood up and said, if any. Any man, anybody is thirsty. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm only talking to the thirsty people. <laughs> All right, let's try this out over here. He said, I said, who are you talking to, Jesus? He said, I'm only talking to the thirsty people. If you're not thirsty, I am not talking to you. I'm only talking to the thirsty people. You don't have to be pretty, you don't have to be rich, you don't have to have a PhD, but you do have to be thirsty. And if you're thirsty, whoo, anybody here thirsty? He said, I'm just looking for anybody that's thirsty that you believe God has more for you than you've ever seen before in your life. And you say, I'm thirsty for more of what God has for my life. I'm thirsty right now. Praise God. 
Woo! If anybody's thirsty, say, Lord, I want to be filled. I want to be filled. Fill me. Jesus said, if anybody's thirsty, you don't have to go to the secretary. He said, you come straight to me. You don't have to check in through an angel in the office. If you're thirsty, you come directly to me. You don't have to wait three days. If you're thirsty, you come to me. He satisfies. He has millions of satisfied customers. He satisfies the hungry and the thirsty soul. He satisfies the, the longing soul and fills the hungry with his goodness. Praise the Lord. If anybody's thirsty, come on, you can lead a believer to water, but you can't make him drink. If anybody's thirsty, Come on, we know so little. We have just begun in walking with the Lord and the revelation of God and what he has for our life. We know so little, and yet there's so much more available for us. But you got to be thirsty. You mean, I came to get it. I want it. I'm planning on getting it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to have it in my house. I'm going to live in the power and the reality of the Holy Ghost. I want it. How bad you want it? (laughs) How bad you want it? Amen. (laughs) Because if you want it, Wigglesworth said, you can have as much of the supernatural as you want. Or we can say it this way, you do have as much as you have wanted. Because nobody gets turned away if anybody's thirsty. So that's why Jesus said, you ask and you keep on asking. You knock and you keep on knocking. You seek and you keep on seeking and you will find. He's not telling you to ask and keep on asking in the sense that you never got nothing. He said, ask and you shall receive and keep on asking. In other words, he said, there's still more available for you, so don't stop after you receive the first load. There's still some more loads that will come to you. So you ask, and you keep on asking, Father God, I'm asking you to give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. Strengthen with mighty power by the Holy Ghost. Woo! Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to Jesus. All right. Wow. Jesus said, if anybody's thirsty, well, that means you don't have to be 40. Come on. Don't have to be 70. You could be 17. At 17, I just got so hungry and thirsty for God. Come on, I'd pray in the Holy Ghost. Sometime for two hours. Man, I had... The power of God would come into my bedroom, 
Amen. And I knew Jesus was in there, and I covered my head up with a blanket. I said, oh, Lord, I, don't let me see you. I, I'm really unworthy for this kind of deal. So, Lord, just whatever you want to do, I've got my head under here. So you just go ahead and do it. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Man, he changed me so much just at 17. I was just a totally different person. Praise God. So Dad Hagen said, take these two prayers in Ephesians and pray them every day for at least six months. Preferably twice a day, but at least once a day. I was 17. I wrote down King James, wrote down Amplified, pulled that prayer out, had it in my back pocket, had bell-bottom blue jeans, platform shoes, had a big, big collar shirt, had a big afro, and I could be doing anything today. I pulled that prayer out of my pocket and say, Father God, let's talk. What I'm asking you for. <laughs> Come on, let's see if anybody wants to ask for anything. Come on, you want to ask for anything? Father God, what I'm asking you for is that you would give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God that the eyes of my understanding would be flooded with light that I may know. You're calling the inheritance and the power that raised Christ from the dead exceeding great power towards us who believe. All right. Other side of the car. Father God. Come on, you know, if you, it was a small town, so you got like a Dairy Queen, and you got like one traffic light. And so my friends in high school, they're still driving up and down the street, you know, what do they call it, cruising chicks. So they're still going up and down the street checking out the girls. Come on. Got to meet at the Dairy Queen, you know, let everybody know who's riding with who, what kind of chrome rims you got on your car. Come on, they got, you got to see so I would be at home, and I got three crazy friends, and I said, we're going to meet every Friday night. We're going to meet on Saturday night, and we're going to pray the Ephesians prayers. Father God, we're asking you that you would grant us according to the riches of your glory. All right, let's try this one more time. According to the riches of your glory. They're still, they're still cruising. They may still be there today. I'm flying a jet personally, but anyway, they, they're still cruising some old car, checking out what, what, what girl's riding with who. Come on, but I'm flying the jet into town. I said, what happened? I changed what I wanted from God. I asked him for it, that he would grant me according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with mighty power by his spirit in my inner man, that Christ would dwell in my heart by faith, that I'm being rooted and grounded in love. Come on. May be able to comprehend with all things, that I might be filled with all the fullness of God. Ha ha ha. All right, let's go back to John 7. Anybody thirsty? <laughs> Anybody thirsty? He said, Come to me and drink. Now, the Lord said, I didn't say come to me and think. He said, the church has too many thinkers and not enough drinkers. So there's several things concerning drinking. Number one is you cannot drink with your mouth shut. I've learned that about drinking. Number two 
is you actually need some drinking friends. Not just thinking friends, you need some drinking friends. So you come to church, you sit in the drinking section. Because you're fixed to have an experience with the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Ghost, and you're going to drink from his presence. He said, come unto me and drink. Hallelujah. I'm just wondering if we got any drinkers here tonight. So he says, you're coming to me and drink, and out of your belly, not a drip, not a trickle, but out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That means there's a river of joy. That means there's a river of the love of God. There's a river of healing. Come on. There's rivers that come out of your belly. Rivers. More than you can contain. Rivers of joy on the day of Pentecost. So they got intoxicated joy in the Holy Ghost. So he said, come and drink. 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 Something in the water. The life of God's in the water. Joy in the Holy Ghost is in the water. There's healing in that water. Come on, just while you're drinking, sickness and disease will leave your body just while you're drinking. Come on, you'll overcome problems just while you're drinking from the presence of God. Drinking, 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 amen. And they said, what are you talking about, Jesus? He said, this is the Holy Ghost. Who was not yet given because Jesus had not yet died, shed his blood, took his blood into heaven. And Jesus, on first order of business after he took his blood, he said, I'm going to send you the promise of the Father. Woo! And when he comes, he's going to make you more than a match for the devil. Drinking. Drinking. Now, you don't have to be at church to drink. You could drink at the house. How can you tell if you're drinking? You get filled. Let's try this out over here. I said, how can you tell if you're drinking? Because you don't drink with your brain. Come on. Your peanut brain cannot operate in this. Your spirit, man, you open your mouth, yield your heart to the Holy Ghost. He fills your spirit. And out of your belly, joy come bubbling out of there. <laughs> All right, so here's what. <laughs> you get so full of joy that there is no sorrow, there is no sadness, there is no depression. You're drinking from Jesus, drinking from his presence, and his presence is fullness of joy. You cannot find this at Walmart. You cannot find this at Target. You cannot find this in a bottle of whiskey. You cannot find this, you know, in marijuana. But when you get in the presence of Jesus and you drink from his presence, whoo, you get satisfied, hallelujah. Fill, fill, and fill. All right, now. Dad Hagen said this because I went to 15 years of these. 15 years. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
He said, when this kind of anointing is in manifestation, just when I get close to you, I don't even have to touch it. Just when I get close to you, if you will receive it, if you will drink it, immediately that anointing will come on the inside of you and begin to flow out of you. <laughs> if you will receive it, he said, here's several things that will happen because in this demonstration of the Spirit, he said, that joy that's in the Holy Ghost, he said, sometimes you'll start laughing and you can't stop laughing. You'll get so full of joy that some people will feel like running. He said, some people will start to dance because David danced before the Lord with all of his might, and he said he even looked ugly. In other words, you just start to rejoice. You're filled with the glory of God, and some people are dance, some people are run. Come on, I've even been in meetings where people got on the floor and rolled across the floor. That was Dad Hagen's board, and all of them were multimillionaires. And I saw them. These guys are all 70 years old. Suit. One of them just did $150 million that one year. And I looked up there and dignified gentleman on a suit on, and he got so full. He got beside himself. He just went to the front and rolled across the floor. Another board member came down and rolled with him. They run into each other, and they just leapfrog over the next one and just kept on rolling. That's what you call a holy roller. So I was watching, sitting back there smiling, and the Lord said, why don't you get your broke behind down there and roll with a millionaire? I went, you talking to me? So I said, I'm down. I'm down, baby. In other words, I humble myself right now. I'm rolling with these guys right here because the glory of God and the power of the Holy Ghost can change your situation so fast. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. So he said, some people start to dance. Some people start to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. They'll laugh. The devil say, what you laughing about? Yeah, you are not going to get it. You say, that's why I'm laughing. Jesus already got it for me, and I'm receiving right now. I believe I receive. And I just start laughing and laughing and laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Paul. Praise the Lord. I don't know if I can preach much longer. But Paul, <laughs> don't make me come back there. I will come back there. Paul called that joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. And he said, you start laughing. 
or you start dancing, come on. Some people start rolling on the floor. You get filled with the glory of God, the Spirit of God, more than you can contain. Right now, listen now. And he says, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom from bondage of every kind. Come on now. And you go free, hallelujah. Come on. And nothing else can set you free, but the Holy Ghost sets you free. You got filled with the Holy Ghost. Ha 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 I'm trying to find the drinking section. Some of y'all still in the thinking section. I'm trying to find the drinking section. So y'all know this story. <laughs> We've been believing God for years, ten, over 10 years for a piece of property in the building. Amen. So for our offices. And it just seemed like never would happen. We didn't know how it was ever going to happen. But we'd get in those meetings. Dad Hagen lay hands on you. He'd just tap you on the head. Come on. Or just walk by. We'd drink from that anointing. We'd start laughing. Sometimes run. Sometimes roll. I mean, we'd dance a little bit. Come on. I went home. Every time I went home, the blessing of the Lord increased and multiplied. Come on. Then we found the piece of property like a dream. We got the piece of property. Got two barns on there. Now building another building right now. When we got in that property, here's what the Lord said. He said, when you were in those meetings laughing while you were rejoicing, while you were praising, you really were laughing about something. All right, let's try this out over here. In other words, come on, there's a way. Hey, you're just being silly. You're being funny. No, he said, you were really laughing about something because there was a dream that is coming to pass in your life that is way beyond your natural ability, and God brought it to pass while you were laughing and rejoicing and praising, filled with the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Glory. Everybody say glory. <laughs> Dream came to pass. You said, when did it happen? Not while I was worried and thinking about it, but while I was drinking from the presence of God. God said, I bring that dream to pass. And I went, that's it. It's like a dream. Uh -huh. He said, my mouth was filled with laughter. My tongue was singing because the Lord turned again my captivity. Filled my mouth with laughter. And he said, and we were like those that dream. Woo! Who did that? Holy Ghost did that. I said, the Holy Ghost did that. The Spirit of God did that. That wasn't my talent. That wasn't my ability. God did that. The power of God did that. The demonstration of the Holy Ghost and the power of God did that. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, ha, ha. 
<laughs> you say, why are you still asking? Why are you still knocking? Come on. Why are you still seeking? Because there is more. 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 Woo. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. than your plan. Ha ha. <laughs> Woo! Be filled. Come on, open your mouth wide. Take a drink. Fill and fill again. Woo! Fill and fill again. Ha ha. You know what that is? Ha ha ha. Fill and fill again. Ha ha ha. Woo! Glory. Glory. <laughs> Glory! <laughs> God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask. More than we can think. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh about it. <laughs> God is able. <laughs> Glory! Glory to God! <laughs> 